turn with me to Genesis chapter 9. So nice to be here this morning. I only came for the Roman sausage, but hey, it's still nice to see you all here today. Genesis 9. It's been a joy to be here today. Going to read from verse 11. To the end of verse 17. I also want to just consider the word sign. The rainbow was given as a sign. I know Jesus said to the scribes and the Pharisees that came looking for a sign, a wicked and adulterous generation seeks after a sign and no sign shall be given to it but the sign of the prophet Jonah. Are we a wicked and adulterous generation? Not in here, but out there. I want to talk about signs today. Sim, sim ion in the Greek, and it, it means a miracle. Anybody need a miracle? Yeah. You've got it. Thus I establish my covenant with you. That's God speaking. Thus I establish my covenant with you. Never again shall all flesh be cut off by the waters of the flood. Never again shall there be a flood to destroy the earth. And God said, this is the sign of the covenant which I make between me and you and every living creature that is with you. I want to just say this next little bit. Four perpetual generations. This is a covenant that God entered into as a perpetual covenant for all generations. It's valid today. Noah is dead. He was a covenant man. But we have here the promise of God's word. There is a covenant that is still validated in every generation. It says, I set my rainbow in the cloud, and it shall be for the sign of the covenant between me and the earth. I shall be, it shall be when I bring a cloud over the earth, that the rainbow shall be seen in the cloud, and I will remember my covenant, which is between me and you, and every living creature of all flesh. The water shall never again become a flood to destroy all flesh. The rainbow shall be in the cloud and I will look on it to remember the everlasting covenant between God and every living creature of all flesh that is on the earth. And then the final verse. And God said to Noah, this is the sign of the covenant which I have established between me and all flesh that is on the earth. The queen, our beloved queen, I can remember so well going to the pictures up at the Ridry Cinema, <laughs> the Alexandra Parade nearly, to watch 
the pathy news of whatever it was. And there we saw Dr. Fisher crown our beloved little queen, beautiful queen, the queen of Great Britain, the Commonwealth and the Empire. 1953, we conquered Everest in celebration of the crowning of our queen. We all knew about Hillary and Tenzing, didn't we? We all knew they were, they were it was just all came together. And then she died. I never imagined it was going to have such an effect on me. I was continually holding back the tears and the choking. I'm a man, I don't greet. But there was something special. Something was taken from us. Something had gone away that had been there perpetually. She was a covenant-keeping queen, a woman of God. And then, as the days went on, there was a rainbow appeared over Windsor Castle, just as the Union Jack, the Union flag, was being lowered. As the news had come through, the Queen was dead. As the flag was being lowered, a great rainbow. Listen, you can see it on the, the internet. Over Windsor Castle, her beloved home, in many ways. Where on occasions, Billy Graham and Ruth, his lovely wife, would come there for fellowship with Prince Philip and the Queen. I, I have a sneaky suspicion, without having any real authority, is that the Queen... Prince Philip, the royal family, and Billy Graham and Ruth got together in 1953. There was another mountain to climb, and that was to get the gospel across the United Kingdom and the world. And God raised up Billy Graham, just as he was raising up in the book of Judges, men and women of character and quality, although flawed. I believe the Lord wants to raise you and I up. to hoist the flag again. But at Windsor Castle, just as the Union Jack flag began to be, began to be lowered, a rainbow appeared. You see, when Jesus said, a wicked and adulterous generation ask for a sign, and I, I've got, put in, because there's plenty of signs if you just open your eyes. Lazy people will not get a sign. Proud, selfish, self-indulgent people, anti-Christian, anti-the-word of God, will not get a sign because there are plenty of signs. What a great sign for the whole world to see. You know, every major newspaper in the world had as front-page news the Queen of Great Britain, Northern Ireland, and the Commonwealth has gone to be with the Lord. And they, they, they all said that, I'm going to meet Prince Philip again. And it would be true in the case of our Queen. There was a sign. God was speaking. You know, those who have ears to hear, let them hear what the Spirit is saying. But those who have eyes to see, look at the signs 
of the times. You don't know the signs of the times. That is the signs that God has given in your own day. I've just written these things down. A double rainbow appeared. In London, a double rainbow at the same time was captured by many on their phones. Just the, 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 one of the Queen's staff came out to Buckingham Palace, put the notice on the Great Gate, our beloved Queen, our Sovereign, has died. Two rainbows appeared over Buckingham Palace. For every generation there's a sign. A sign of my covenant that is unbreakable. The sign that there is an ark that you can enter and the door is opened and you can be saved. That rainbow comes in the clouds. And there are many clouds and shadows over the world today. A double rainbow. An emphatic sign that God's not here to destroy the world, but to save it. He didn't come to condemn the world. Jesus came to save the world. He is our ark. On the morning of the funeral, I was watching as multitudes were at Westminster Abbey, right beside the Houses of Parliament. And I was listening to the commentators talking, and this woman was one of the major commentators. She said, this morning as we came to prepare, a rainbow appeared over Westminster Abbey. Now it was just in our conversation. On the morning of the funeral, another rainbow appeared. Is that a coincidence? Even in death, there's the promise of life. Can you say amen? I am the resurrection and the life, saith the Lord. He that believeth in me, though she were dead, yet shall she live. And whosoever lives and believes shall never die. The Prince of Wales, and that's William now, not Charles, okay. The Prince of Wales, listen to this, reported to the staff and volunteers who had helped that day when the committal of the Queen, that same day, for the committal service for the Queen, he spoke to a whole group of people helping and said, Listen to what he said. This is it's a quote. Five rainbows astonishingly appeared over, over Balmoral Castle the day after she died. I didn't know about that. But if you open up your internet, you'll find it. Five. The number of grace. Five rainbows. God is not just saying this. He's trumpeting it. He is, it's a voice. You know, when God spoke at Jesus' baptism, it thundered. Well, it didn't. God spoke. But people said, was that thunder? 
So God is speaking. We don't need to ask for a sign. We just need to open up our eyes, open up our heart. They're everywhere. Do you know, when I came out the door, I went and played golf yesterday. A few holes anyway. And uh, as we came back, Sally and I came back. But as I went out, I started to hear the bachelors singing. Declan just died there. Did you know that? Who founded it with COVID in March this year. But you know, I could I actually, I, I started to, every time I hear a newborn baby cry or touch a leaf or see the sky, then I know why I believe. I'm not going to try anything else. <laughs> but you know, the, the, you know, a leaf. You look at the leaves. You look at the and, and the, the the Bible's full of it, isn't it? David is full of it. He looks at the stars. He looks at the glory of this earth, the mighty oak trees, the mighty mountains, the vast oceans, the great winds, the gentle breezes, the sun that shines, the clouds that float in the sky. He says, you know, it all declares the glory of the Lord. Amen. But you know, do you remember when you were young, and you, you would. You would go to Millport for the day. You could go to Millport for the day. And that lovely sand. And you would get into your swimming trunks and then you would just walk on that sand and it was like, you know, you come for Castle Milk, now you're, you're, you're in Millport. I, I spent three months in Castle Milk as a wee boy. My mother then got a transfer. She said, we're going to a better place, Drum Chapel. Right? <laughs> but isn't it heaven? And then you look down and you would see all these beautiful shells with a mother of peril on them. And you're collecting them. You're taking them home in buckets because it was like jewels. And that's the way it went with the eyes of a child. That's why children are so open, aren't they, to the Lord. They see and with an innocent, with a simplicity that's pure and wise and genuine. Five. Let me just say this. Rainbows appear in other parts of the Bible. In Joel. Not going to give you, I've got this stuff down. The rainbow is the signature of God. But it's also the reflection of the glory of God. It's Jesus making himself visible in a physical world. In Revelation, a mighty angel comes down and there's a rainbow over his head. A rainbow is a sign of that the angels, the powerful angels are still available today. Ezekiel chapter 1 verses 26 to 28 was going to be my Bible reading today but I'm not going to do it. It actually says this. I had visions of God. And it says later on and I saw a rainbow. Some vision of God. 
Revelation chapter 4, verse 3, John sees the throne of God with Christ upon it. And it was validated by a rainbow. The rainbow is a sign that Jesus is on the throne and is ever living and interceding for you and me. When we turn to Acts chapter 2, the Lord's told the disciples to wait and, and, until the promise of the Lord comes. Charlotte and I are not long back from Singapore. And it's a very calm and beautiful place. Singapore at night is like the New Jerusalem. It just, it's just full of bright lights. Not, not, not adverts. It's just magnificent, world-class buildings. Hundreds of them, if not thousands. There's, a, there's something special. And the churches are doing great, although they've been hit with COVID. Remember going into Joseph Prince's church when he was just a boy. And I listened to him in a wee overflow room. And I said to Charlotte, this is Spurgeon for the 21st century. And now he's got a church of over 25,000 members in Singapore. Kong He has just got out of jail, having sent, been sentenced for, and so did all the elders and the treasurers get put in jail because their funds were not used appropriately. They were used to fund Kong He's wife uh, in her, her own idea of evangelism in America. And you don't, you don't mess with Chinese governments anywhere. Could do a Chinese president here, a prime minister, and sort things out in 10 minutes. But you know, he's back again. He did his time, he took it graciously. We were there just before he, he knew he was going away. And we went into his new building that he was renting. There was thousands and thousands there. We began to sing one particular song, and all the kids, thousands of them, got their phones out and put a light on, lit the torch on, and the lights went out in the great auditorium. What was it like, Charlotte? It was magnificent. I felt ancient. There was a whole generation rising up. And he was back, and we went to see him on one of our Sundays, but we were let hitherto. A nephew of mine had just passing through on business, and the only time he could meet us was the time Kong he had the meeting that we could only manage to. But what I'm trying to say is this. None of us are perfect. You'll find people slandering Joseph Prince all over the internet. Crazy people. God is doing something. And one night, Charlotte and I were in our hotel room on the eighth floor. The, the, grand, the Grand Orchard Hotel, or the Orchard Grand, something like that. Sounds good, but it's a better name than it really is, but it's a, it's a very good hotel. Very quiet and still. And we heard this strange noise. And it got louder and looked out the window to see if it was something to do with our air conditioning. 
on for ages. We got ready for bed, went to bed, couldn't sleep because it was it was so loud. Ooh, like you know, war's going to break out. Eventually, we got up and get dressed, opened the opened the hotel the bedroom door and into the corridor and a big long corridor and it was amplified and it was driving us crazy we took the lift down to the foyer to speak to someone at the desk there was nobody at the desk there's usually two people this is one o'clock in the morning or something like that but there were there was people sitting in the foyer Possibly waiting for a taxi to take them to the airport. And they were just sitting, sort of chatting and, and weren't they bothering. But Sharon and I were going mental. We, we went out the, the front door of the hotel into the street. And part of it is a, conser a conservatory area. You know, the, the old houses and from 100 years ago still there. And all the people sitting at one in the morning all having coffee and tea and noodles and all kinds of wonderful things and nobody could nobody was bothered but it's right over Singapore on the day of Pentecost the sound of a mighty rushing wind filled the house Charlotte, I know I'm going to ask you today. Have you got your phone there? Charlotte, too, you can't hear it, but I want you to hear that this has been on for hours. It, it stopped in the middle of the night, and we, we went, hallelujah. Could you, is there an amplifier here? A mic? No. Can some of you hear it? It was it's only the other day I thought and I was thinking of this science. Mighty it was the sound of a mighty rushing wind. And nobody heard it. But we did. Those who have ears, and I believe it was it must have been a sign. We went down in the morning, Charlotte asked the concierge or whatever. Didn't know. But it was like, it's noise of a siren in the Second World War. On for hours and hours. It wasn't, it wasn't in the paper. I get, you get the paper every morning delivered to your hotel door. Not a thing. Could it have been the sound of a mighty rushing wind saying, I remember going for a sandwich or something at one of the wee stalls years ago and there was a notice on it a church come to our church it's you know 11 o'clock and I said oh it's nice you're pioneering a new church I said yes I said how's it doing it's not very well it's been going a few months I said how many is going 400 <laughs> <laughs> father I pray that we might have ears to hear because when you have ears to hear and eyes to see, you'll be on your knees. And you'll not be worried, you'll not be depressed, you'll be rejoicing in the glory of the Lord. The rainbow, the mighty rushing wind.
the bright stars. One night, people know about this, one night Charlotte and I were coming home quite a few years ago to Erskine from our evening service in the winter. It was a very, very clear sky. And as we were driving through the countryside part, the airport was near us, the fields were around us, the motorway was behind us, and from the Kilpatrick Hills at the speed of light, an orb of bright bluish light came and hung over the front of our, vehicle, our, our car as we were driving along. We sat in silence, and then it went round, silvery, bluish. I said to Charlotte, tell me what you saw. She said, no, you tell me what you saw. I said, I saw a flying saucer. <laughs> I'm a boy, that's what you would do. I said, but I don't believe in flying saucers. I believe it was an angelic visitation. And so I just lifted my hand and said, Lord, if that's an angelic visitation, would you let us have it again? It came right across and, and suspended above the car. We thanked the Lord and it went. Phew. See, God moves in a mysterious way. Let me tell you this, his wonders to perform, his miracles to perform. When you see a rainbow, red, orange, yellow, green, blue, indigo, violet, when you see a rainbow, there are more than a million other colors that are not visible to the normal human eye. And God is moving in such a powerful way in every generation, in every situation, in every urbanization, localized. I can't get any more IONs. <laughs> but you need to have eyes to see. Don't need to ask. Just open your eyes, open your ears. And open your mouth and praise the Lord. God moves in a mysterious way. And more than a million other colors, like the infrared and ultraviolet, more than a million, you check it up, more than a million other colors are there, but we cannot see. And you know, every one of these colors, I'm sure, means something and have something to deliver, especially the invisible ones. The rainbow is the signature of God and a sign that Jesus is reigning, resurrected from the dead, glorified and preparing to come. You know, the Holy Ghost was originally called the Holy Guest. You didn't know that, did you? But it was G-H-E-S-T, Old English. But I like the idea that it was, it, you know, when the Holy Spirit, he's the Holy Guest. I would like to just say right now, come Holy Spirit, come amongst us right now. Come in your invisible but tangible power. We need thee, oh we need thee. Every hour we need thee. David, when he was having persecution and even his friends had been saying terrible things about him and he was feeling utterly claustrophobic and 
needed to get away into the wilderness. He just wanted to go into the wilderness. And he said, oh, for the wings of a dove. I would fly away. The dove is a sign of the Holy Spirit. One day, one Sunday we came back from church and with some friends and family we were out in the garden having lunch and a pure white dove came and landed on me. It was a, it was a pigeon, but all pigeons are doves. Did you know that? That's true. But that's why we call them doos up here in Scotland. <laughs> hey, wouldn't you leave me? Get me, get me. A bit of chewing gum. But it was there, and it was, we're in a gazebo uh, with seats in it. But it kept coming down onto me, sitting my shoulder, sitting my knee. And when we were getting ready to go to church, it was sitting on top of the gazebo looking really sad. We never ever saw it again. A sign. If you can begin to think and reflect with a clarity of thought given to you by the Lord, you'll be able to count your blessings and name them four before, and it will surprise you there are millions more. The dove, we need to soar. I want to say that the Lord has given us more miracles than we can handle. The dove has nine feathers on the left side. And on the right, another nine feathers, special feathers, not normal feathers, special. It's also got five on its tail. But the dove is a picture of the Holy Ghost, right? The Holy Guest is here right now. And he's living in you. It's not really a very good description to having the Holy Ghost living in you. In actual fact, in the Hebrew, when it talks about Gideon, the Holy Spirit came on him, it actually means this in the Hebrew, that the Holy Spirit clothed himself in Gideon. The Holy Spirit has clothed himself with you. You're not in charge. He has come. And he's clothed himself you're the outer garment. You're the visible sign of Jesus' presence. Our hallmark should be Christ-likeness. Holiness unto the Lord, but like Jesus. We have the nine fruit of the Spirit. I've got them written out in case I forgot. Let me just tell you what the fruit of the Spirit is. Love, Galatians 5, of course, love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. You know, in Matthew chapter 7, I think it is, in verse 9, if you're a fruitless Christian, Jesus comes to you with an axe, and he'll chop you down. And throw you in the fire. We have the wings of a dove. The Holy Spirit has clothed himself in you and me. And we, you want a miracle or a sign? It would be a miracle if some people were faithful. <laughs> Who call themselves Christians. 
you know, I'm, I'm not going to be critical because it's not in my heart to do that. What I want, the other nine, the other wing has the nine gifts of the Spirit. One of the gifts of the Spirit is miracles. In other words, you're clothed. No, you are clothing the Holy Spirit. And every fruit is available. If you, if you are, are, are not rejoicing always, you're denying the Holy Spirit his right to express the life of God in you. Something we have to work at. If you can't forgive, joyfully and happily, those folks who have spurns you and scorns you and say you know, we're your friends but now they'll, they'll talk about you and say all kinds of stuff. We were at a meeting last week, Charlotte and I, AOG, and in the discussion period afterwards, I had to say this because... There wasn't any life in the meeting. And as I got up to speak, I went, that <laughs> shocked the whole place. It was like walking into the Presbyterian church again. But the wee man sitting beside me called Solomon stood up and he said, I want to interpret what the brother said. And he gave a blessing. <laughs> and I said, We're hearing all about how to build your church using business methods and things like that, and, and Christian things. But I said, you know, in the old days, they didn't need to have meetings like this. I said, they just spoke in tongues. They just praised the Lord. They laid hands on the sick and they recovered. Can you say amen? It, just, it was freely flowing. They were flying. Do you want to get the wings of a dove? You've got them. David didn't. But we have through Christ. And the, the tail feathers, the five tail feathers of the dove are for its guiding. It can, it can move with precision. It can almost stop in the middle of the air as well. But it, it, apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor, teacher. Okay. Every time I hear a newborn baby cry, Or touch a leaf. Or see the sky. Then I know why. I believe. Father, we thank you for today. Oh, we thank you for our blessed Queen. And for all those many glorious years. Kept her eyes fixed on Jesus. And Lord, you validated her reign with signs and wonders for all to see if they're willing to see. We pray for Prince Charles, now King Charles III, and Prince William, now the Prince of Wales, and all the royal household. And pray, Lord, that they will be equally validated by you because of their walk with you. We lift them up that they might, Lord, have the Holy Spirit blessing upon them. And that they might 
uphold the name of Jesus and his word and his law in this land. We pray for our churches, Lord. Lord, we need to hear that mighty rushing wind. We need to see the eternal rainbows. We need to see the stars that move and bless us and come upon us, that guide us to the feet of Jesus. Lord, may this day and may this weekend and may the remainder of our days be days of glory and signs and wonders for which Christ died and rose again and sent the Holy Spirit that we can be like the dove, like the Holy Spirit himself with the nine fruit of the Spirit, the nine gifts of the Spirit and with the apostolic leadership of the Holy Spirit. Anointing fall on me. Anointing fall on me. Let the power of the Holy Ghost fall on me. Anointing fall on me. Let's just sing it one more time. Anointing fall on me. Anointing fall on me. Let the power of the Holy Ghost fall on me. Anointing fall on me.